What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Life Serial. I am going to be talking about some stuff today. It's been a while again. I know last time I said, hey, man, I'm going to be doing more consistent stuff. Um, and, uh, well, I really haven't been, unfortunately. And that's not because I haven't wanted to. It's just <clears throat> life gets busy, you know. And um, I have been doing my other podcast, which I do weekly, usually with my friend, and we talk about all sorts of nerd stuff. Um, that's called the Nerd Ledger. So if you're interested in just like generic nerd talk, I mean, let's be honest, we don't just talk about nerd stuff because we're human beings. Um, sometimes we talk about current events, things happening in the world, things happening here in the United States, or uh, more locally to us in California, and things like that. So. It's not always just about nerd stuff, but um, that's the main goal of the podcast is to talk about nerd news and talk about, you know, MCU movies and comic book stuff and um, other things we're interested in, books and yeah, fantasy fiction and uh, whatever. So <clears throat> most of that stuff is done over there. Um, we had to take this current week off and we're going to be taking next week off because my co-host is preparing for an important test that he has to take for his career, and so we're taking uh, we're taking a little bit of time off so he can do that. But I figured that'd be a perfect time to do this here on uh, on Life Serial. Maybe I'll release it as a podcast version as well on the Nerd Ledger, but we'll see. Because today is Friday, the twenty seventh of May. And that means Obi-Wan Kenobi has premiered. Uh, it actually released early last night at 9 p.m. And uh, so I watched it, of course, right when it came out. <clears throat> so I want to talk about that. It's also Star Wars Celebration going on. I was planning to go, but um, due to like some of their rules at the event, I chose not to. Just because I didn't want to be like there all weekend uncomfortable and stuff. So I just chose not to go. Um, maybe next year if things change, but we'll see. But there's been a lot of news out um, from Star Wars Celebration as well, which is pretty cool. So I just want to kind of uh, talk about some of the stuff and uh, give my thoughts on the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, because, like, even, you know, when, when you're a kid and, and you're watching Star Wars, right, like, I don't even remember how old I was when I first watched Star Wars. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I, and I shouldn't say obviously, you guys don't know me, but I was born after um, every uh, original trilogy movie came out. I was born in the 90s. and um, But I, I can't remember the first time I watched the original trilogy because uh, I've, I've just always watched them and I've always known them. And um, I've always been a huge Star Wars fan like since I was like, two or something I don't know like like I said I don't I don't remember the first time I watched those movies but I've just always known about them I've always you know continued to watch them growing up and and everything and so yeah even then like I you know when Obi-Wan was first introduced in A New Hope it's not like I was his biggest fan because the movie's not really about him but he's cool you know he's this mysterious Jedi Knight of like you know with lightsabers and you know fought Darth Vader and like became like a, a disembodied voice and then a ghost and it's just like pretty cool but when I was five years old and the Phantom Menace was released my dad took me to the midnight showing and 
yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in there, and, he, and it was cool, and I liked the way he talked, and I liked, you know, he was, like, the fight with Darth Maul, and, you know, I, I really like Qui-Gon Jinn as well, unfortunately, he, he died in the movie, <laughs> spoilers, um, but yeah, and then throughout the, the prequels, you know, I went to every midnight showing of, of all those movies um, with my dad, <clears throat> luckily, <laughs> because the year after Revenge of the Sith, uh, my parents got divorced, so I wouldn't have been going to many more midnight showings uh, if Star Wars had continued after that. Um, you know, I, w- I was an adult when the sequel trilogy came out, so I went to all those uh, premiere nights with my friends, uh, but a little different. So, um, yeah, I I just have always loved Star Wars, and I've always uh, been a big... Like, I've, ever since, you know, watching the prequels, like, I've loved Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just, you know, I so cool you know um and then you know obviously with the clone wars we got more about his his character between episodes two and three and things like that and uh, you know in the clone wars i like obi-wan but he's not like necessarily my favorite character in the clone wars um but he is one of my favorite characters in all star wars so just getting the show has been really cool um it's something that i know fans have been talking about for a long time and and i'm not huge into the the group of fandom of star wars i I think fandom for most things becomes incredibly toxic so i I just avoid it i mean that's not to say there aren't great people and great fans and you know personally i i i think star wars is is so amazing and and it is what it is because of the people who love it and and the people who can connect over it and things like that but it's hard to um avoid the toxic parts of the of the fandoms and stuff so i just avoid fandom in general like i'll interact sometimes on twitter with people like here and there in star wars but i I don't go out of my way or like comment necessarily on things like i'll just like read what people have to say so but yeah no that's all just kind of backstory stuff but it's just like I said, fans have been pushing for a long time for for Ewan McGregor to return, and just a lot of the stuff, even leading up to the series about uh, with him and excuse me, uh, Hayden Christensen talking about you know returning and and how so much hate around the prequels like really was was tough for them, and like seeing all the love now like is amazing, and and, and it's, it's really good to hear because like uh, as a kid. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily privy to the discussions that adults were having about Star Wars, and um, it wasn't until I was an adult or teenager that I, like you know I'd, I'd hear people hated hated these movies and hated George Lucas all of a sudden and uh, hated the special editions and ha- just hated everything. And I'm just like it blows my mind that people love Star Wars. But the most outspoken people about it hate everything about it. Like, the only thing they like is, like, the original trilogy. And then, like, they, they hate the, the special editions that George Lucas did in 97. They hate the other updated ones. I don't remember the year, but <clears throat> there, were, there were new special editions he did. They hate the prequels. They hate just everything. Like, and then, and then like, it's just it's just incredible to me that, like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like it's so hard to avoid that toxicity in fandom, um, because they and Disney got it, and Disney made the sequels, and everybody hated those. And it's like, 
now they're all they're all begging for George. They wanted to see George Lucas's vision, and I'm just like, well, I mean, I I can't say if you are the for sure same people who were talking awfully about everything George Lucas ever did, except for the original Star Wars. But if you are like, you're the reason he sold it. So it's really just like, it's tough when when you have just like so many people who dislike everything about Star Wars and like I said I didn't learn I didn't learn about this stuff till I was like teenager or adult and it just it just blew me away because you know I was a kid when those movies came out and, and George Lucas has said he made those movies for kids which maybe that's why I loved him so much and I still love the the prequels like <clears throat> I don't know it was just cool and and I and even Attack of the Clones which isn't I mean it is the worst of, of the prequels um I still enjoy it. Like I, I can acknowledge as an adult watching it, it's pretty tough to watch in parts between Anakin and Padme and stuff. But like overall, like I still love the movie because it's Star Wars and just seeing Yoda like fight Count Dooku and the, the beginning of the Clone Wars. Like <clears throat> I remember, you know, at the end of two thousand two, like you know, for Christmas, I, I literally just got all like Star Wars toys from from Attack of the Clones like you know I had I had a Mace Windu with like his eyes closed who could like fling his lightsaber and he had a uh, magnet in his hand and the lightsaber hilt was magnetic it was it was really cool I had every, all of them I had Kifisto I had Shock T I had Luminara I had uh, Sakura I had every single like Jedi because they're just so cool in Attack of the Clones so um and I, you know it's it's like it was tough to kind of learn that so many people disliked these movies. And uh, and I'm sure that's how a lot of younger people feel right now with the sequel trilogy. Because so many people dislike the sequel trilogy. And, you know, again, I, I enjoy the sequel trilogy to a point. I, you know, like, I, and I've spent a lot of time with uh, on the Nerd Ledger with my co-host discussing where it all went wrong, in our opinion. Which is pretty obvious to see, but, um, you know, I still liked, um, I still really enjoy the movies. Like, I'll, I'll still watch them. I don't, you know, I don't feel like they're, they're, they don't, they don't ruin my experience of Star Wars. Like, they don't change how I feel about Star Wars and my relationship with Star Wars. So, and they, and they shouldn't. Like, people who say, well, because these movies were so bad, I, I hate all Star Wars now, or like, it ruins my, um, <clears throat> it ruins my experience with the old movies, and it's like, well, why, you know, so, um, yeah, the, I mean, and it's, that like, that's great now that, like, like I said, Ewan McGregor and Hank Christensen are talking about, like, it's amazing that they're seeing the love for, for Star Wars now, and, and I'm glad they are too, um, because, like, yeah, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford were, like, legends, and, and you know, everybody loved the original Star Wars, so, like, their relationship with Star Wars maybe wasn't super tarnished, but Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, like, getting, like, death threats and hate, and, you know, people, like, despise those movies, like, yeah, and it's the same thing now with modern, with the sequels, like, you know, so many people got hate and death threats, and just, I don't, I don't get all that, like, I, that's part of this, like, that's why, like, my relationship with Star Wars is just personal, and, um, like I said, I try to avoid interacting too much with, with certain fandoms. Um, but now it's here. Now we have Kenobi. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have 
Ewan McGregor back. We know Hayden Christensen is coming back, even though we only saw a brief glimpse of burned to death. <laughs> Not burned to death, but like extremely burnt in the back to tank. Um, Hayden Christensen at the end of episode two of Kenobi. Spoilers, by the way. If you haven't watched it, I'm going to talk about it um, right now. So yeah, I watched the first two episodes because those are what has been released and, you know, there's going to be six episodes total and I'm super excited to watch all the other ones when they come out, but one week at a time apparently. So the first two episodes aired, um, lots and lots and lots of Easter eggs. Uh, Obi-Wan is in hiding, he refuses to use his powers, he's buried his lightsaber in the sand, um, you know, he's essentially like given up the only weird part about that is like he does talk to owen and he's like hey you know when luke is like ready you know i'm gonna train him and it's like well if you're gonna train him but you're in hiding and you know like i mean isn't that isn't that the point like you're you know you're hiding like why are you gonna train him to be a jedi if that's dangerous to be a jedi like you have inquisitors searching for you to, to murder you like doesn't <clears throat> that part kind of didn't make a lot of sense but Obviously, he is there on Tatooine to look after Luke and to take care of him and, you know, from afar, not like, you know, that's what obviously his aunt and uncle there to, to take care of him. But um, Obi-Wan is, is observing and, and, and trying to protect him from afar, and that's why he's on the planet. And um, he's working uh, like a boring job, stealing fish and stuff. And, uh, yeah, overall, though, like, it, it, it's been super interesting. And uh the more interesting i mean it's not like it's it's not that it's more interesting but like the more entertaining aspect of the show so far is seeing uh 10-year-old princess leia she's incredible you know like and i probably my favorite part of of the the two episodes is just her um she got a bit annoying when she was like not trusting Obi-Wan and, like, yelling at him, but, like, and, like, running away from him, but that's understandable, like, why, why she would be that way, so it's just my own personal thing where I found it annoying, but overall, like, she's, she's amazing, like, her, her wittiness and, and her perceptions and the, her insights into people, like, really good, um, we don't get anything from, from, 10 year old luke we only see him from a distance you know pretending to fly a, a ship um on his moisture farm <clears throat> and we see uh obi-wan leave him a gift the gift is returned by owen but we know he gets it eventually because it's the same uh model fighter that he's playing with in a new hope uh so that was really cool to see uh, Obi-Wan still rides his little EOP, um, <laughs> that he rode in, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I don't know if it's the same one. I don't know if 10 years, what, what their lifespan is, but, um, that was cool to see. Um, the Inquisitors are pretty, pretty cool. I mean, hopefully we see them using their lightsabers to fly around at some point. That'd be cool. Um, but there's a, there's a pretty like the the fifth sister i believe or third sister i don't remember which which sister she is but uh she's a new character i think reva and she's like committed like dedicated to finding obi-wan kenobi and um bringing him to darth vader uh and you know that ends up with you know the her whole plan is kidnap princess leia because he know she read that um obi-wan had a relationship of some kind with 
Bail Organa and Princess Leia is Bail Organa's daughter or adopted daughter, but daughter, daughter. Um, and so she has Leia kidnapped and, and that prompts Bail to reach out to Obi-Wan for help. The only one he trusted to help him and Obi-Wan refuses because he's like, nah, you know, I got to watch after Luke and I can't leave and I'm not a Jedi anymore and I don't want to do it. Um... It doesn't last very long. Uh, he decides, okay, whatever. He brings a tiny shovel out to the desert, unburies his lightsaber, which is in the same box that Anakin's is in, and in the same box that he opens to give Anakin, uh, to give Luke Anakin's lightsaber. So we know eventually, like you know, he brings that box home and you know has keeps it for when Luke needs it one day. Um, but the just the fact that their lightsabers were buried side by side, like, you know, he still feels, he still feels like, you know, the whole, the whole, a lot of the, the point of this series so far is, is Obi-Wan coming to terms with his failure and the failure of the Jedi. And, you know, he believes that, that Anakin is dead and like that he failed Anakin. And, And that's why, you know, it does burn so much when, when, Uncle Owen says, oh, like, you trained his father, like, you know, which is really a low blow, and, like, you know, obviously that's gonna, it's gonna hurt, because that's, like, Obi-Wan's greatest failure, is, you know, that he failed Anakin, and, um, so, it's tough for him, um, but, yeah, he ends up finding out at the end of episode two, through Reva, the Inquisitor, as he's rescuing Princess Leia, that Anakin is still alive, that now he is Darth Vader. I don't know how this hasn't come up in the 10 years since, but maybe it's because, like, you know, he's in he's on Tatooine, which is in the Outer Rim, which wasn't subject to Republic law, um, you know, when uh, the Republic was a thing. So I don't imagine it's subject to Imperial law now, uh, which would mean that, you know, why would he hear about this Darth Vader? And he knows Anakin. He knows Darth Vader is Anakin. You know, we... we because uh, he saw the hollow projector or whatever in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, where um, where he sees Palpatine say, "Hey, you're Lord Vader now, pretty much." Um, but but I I really like the series so far. I think uh, Deborah Chow has done a, a great job. Um, it's great to see you and McGregor back. It's great to uh, you know I can't wait to see what what's to come. Uh, it's been amazing to see this ten year old Leia who's just amazing really like for me highlight of the show so far even you know even though it's an obi-wan kenobi show and i love you obi-wan kenobi and i love you mcgregor she was she was amazing um we see the same actor return to be bail organa we see um a, a homeless clone trooper um on one of the planets uh begging for money with using his clone helmet um which you know is is like it's important you know to see some of the consequences of the war and in, in, in what's become of some of the clones, maybe who didn't either didn't turn against the Jedi or if they did, you know, they still like maybe didn't make it in the empire. They've been released. They've been whatever. Um, but I, I also forgot to mention the opening sequence of the show where you see um, younglings in the Jedi temple training and this is during Order 66, and their master is then protecting them from the clones, who, and the master ends up dying, and the younglings run off. One of the younglings, I'm presuming, is Reva. 
I mean, that's an easy assumption to make because uh, it's a, a young uh, lady who kind of looks like Riva. <laughs> so, um, and it's even explained in the show, you know, Inquisitors, most of them used to be Jedi who now hunt, you know, what they once were and blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and re I mean, yeah, like I said, Riva straight up looks like one of those kids um and yeah there's also like some of the things the inquisitors say that's like pretty clear like okay you know they look down on her because you know whatever um and i can only connect that in my mind to the fact that i believe she was one of those younglings during order 66 um we do see uh, other another jedi who uh ends up being killed and hung uh, in the square and on Tatooine and um and then there's Kumail Nanjiani's character who or Nanjiani sorry who's pretending to be a Jedi and scamming people for their money <laughs> uh, he ends up helping Obi-Wan and so yeah it's going to be interesting to see where things go from here um there's a lot more there's a lot more of the show but I'm going to hold back some of that and discuss it more with with my co-host on the Nerd Ledger so you know hey if you're interested in that Go follow, subscribe to, to that podcast so you can hear some of our some of our more in-depth thoughts. But uh, on top of that, there was an Andor trailer, um, which um, Andor is coming out end of August this year. Uh, and it's one of those things where people are going to say, well, nobody asked for that and all this stuff. But hey, I'm still looking forward to it. It's still Star Wars content. We know Star Wars is heading kind of in a new direction right now. It's moving more away from the Skywalker saga and more to just like some of these other stories and, and, you know, seeing, you know, a younger, I think they confirmed it takes place five years before Rogue One. So, you know, seeing Cassian Andor, how he becomes who he is a, a bit more. I mean, he said he's been in the fight since he was like six or whatever. So obviously it's not going to be his whole, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm part of the, you know, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll, we'll, we'll see more of his evolution into the rebellion and things like that um we also got confirmation the mandalorian season three february 2023 pretty exciting ahsoka also confirmed for next year release um so yeah there's all that but like i said um this was a, this was news before um before star wars celebration it was kind of announced in, in a vanity fair piece i believe and it, it's just about um, where Kathleen Kennedy believes they've gone wrong with with some of the Star Wars stuff, and you know she talked about like the, the recasting of Han Solo as a as a failure, and and I don't necessarily agree with that, but that, you know that's her opinion, and she sees more analytics than we do, I'm sure, and and comes to different conclusions because she has different information or more information. Like you know we as fans, you know we can say what we want and start campaigns and advocations and whatever but at the end of the day we don't make the decisions you know we can't say well we didn't get what we wanted so it's bad like i mean we can because we're all people with our own opinions but uh my personal philosophy is you know whatever i get i'm gonna watch and if i like it i like it and if i don't i don't but um i can't like say well I really wanted to see this, and they don't, they won't do it, which means that they hate fans, and they're a bad studio, or whatever, like, I don't believe that, and I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, like to live my life with that kind of thinking, so, personally, I, I would, I'm just 
looking forward to what we get. We also got some more news about the Acolyte, which is a it's not an old Republic series, but it's supposed to be during the High Republic, I believe, and uh, it's rumors are it canonizes parts of the extended uh, universe stuff, um, but that's yet to be confirmed as far as I know. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's another part of Star Wars that we haven't seen much of and we haven't seen any, I believe, of in um, live action, so I'm still excited for that. I, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Like I said, you know, uh, Star Wars is in a place right now where either they're going to way oversaturate things with it, which I, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you're not going to get fatigued by it. But just like if you're a Marvel fan, you're not getting fatigued by all the Marvel stuff. Um, but some people people who casually enjoy Star Wars maybe are just like, oh my God, you know, there's a new Star Wars thing every every month or whatever. Like, it's so much. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you, you'll get people like that. I, I, I don't think that, like, for me personally, I, I don't feel that way. And even my wife, who doesn't even particularly like the movies like the the original ones she just doesn't really like old old style films so she doesn't really enjoy them much she she actually liked the sequel trilogy because it's very modern and she likes all the shows like she loves the shows even she watched obi-wan with me and she's like i don't know why i like these so much better than the movies and i was like well you know i don't know but <laughs> you know she would she probably won't be super fatigued by all the star wars content unless like i'm forcing her to watch her or something which i wouldn't but um, yeah, it's just, I, I'm excited for the future of Star Wars, e- even under Disney, you know, people can say whatever they want, like, and even, even I would say, like, um, I, I would have liked to see George Lucas's vision for the sequel trilogy, but like I said, I still enjoy what we got, even if I don't necessarily agree with some of it, or, or even if I think that it was kind of disrespectful to fans for them to essentially make this trilogy with with no plans you know like and people could say well george lucas didn't have plans either well yeah that's true george lucas didn't plan out the entire the entirety of star wars but he had ideas of where characters were going to go and he had creative control over that throughout star wars um jj abrams started star wars uh, with the force awakens which was a good start but then um, by the end of the trilogy, even though he returned, like, it, you know, there, you could tell they were just kind of throwing things together. And in the last move, like during the filming of the Rise of Skywalker, they said, you know, uh, Daisy really said, you know, one, you know, like two weeks into filming, we didn't know about if, if I was a Skywalker, if I was a Kenobi, if I was anything. And then, you know, later found out I was a Palpatine. And it's like, well, you can tell, like, I mean, during the filming is when that was decided. That's that's kind of too late. <laughs> like, it, you know, I think fans made a way big deal about who Rey was since The Force Awakens. And, and I never thought it was, like, that big of a thing. Especially because we know from The Force Awakens that she knows her parents. Like, they were taken when she was, like, five or six. She remembers her parents if they were someone of prominence a Skywalker or whatever, she would know that, right? So, like, I never felt like it was a big deal about her parentage. Um, and the fact that she, you know, is... I, I like the turn in, in The Last Jedi, you know, you're nobody, and, and whatever, and Kylo was 
was telling her the truth, kind of, but then it's, she's a Palpatine, so it's a lie, I don't know, but, like, the fact that Rey is nobody thematically works so much better, because, like, it's weird for me for her to adopt the Skywalker name, and it's just, it's just odd, I think the idea that you could be a nobody, you can come from, from nothing special, and still be one of the greatest, most powerful Jedi to ever live, like Anakin, (laughs) like, Anakin, again, was a nobody, like, his, he, he didn't have a dad, his mom is a nobody, a slave, like, and that's not to say, like, disrespectfully, she's a nobody, it's just, you don't have to be a somebody, you don't have to come from prominence, you don't have to, you don't have to have special parents or grandparents to be inherently special, especially in fantasy fiction. That's a core thing. Harry Potter is inherently special because he's Harry Potter, right? And and I get it. Star Wars has always been about fathers and sons and family and blah, blah, blah. I get those parts of it, but Rey coming into this story, it does. she doesn't have to follow... Uh, Luke's footsteps and be and be the daughter of somebody important that we find out about later like we don't need that to have a compelling story and it's more compelling for me personally maybe not for you maybe not for other people and, and I don't hold it against other people who love you know Ray Skywalker I don't hold that against you and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong and 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 you know you should hate it because of all these reasons I'm just telling you why I would prefer And I find it more compelling if she is nobody. Because I think as a little girl, maybe watch... I'm not a little girl. (laughs) But if I... If, you know, if you... If there is little... You know, for the little girls who do watch these movies. And to see this great, powerful character. and, And to see that she came from nothing. Right? And is still who she is. That's more powerful to me than... My, I'm, I'm powerful because my grandfather was one of the most powerful people to ever live. And I was adopted, more or less, by the Skywalkers, who was the most powerful family, arguably, to ever live. And so that's why I'm special. No, 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 no. That's not compelling, really. Like, like that, that sends to, for me, that sends the wrong message. Um, but, but yeah, anyway. Um... Yeah, and I don't know what else to say other than I'm looking forward again to the future of Star Wars. Uh, I'm sorry if I talked about about uh, the sequel trilogy that people love. Uh, I, I like I said I enjoy all those movies, um, but I feel like it really falls flat at the, uh, with the Rise of Skywalker. Like I, I I I like I thought the Force Awakens was the best of them. I even like the Last Jedi, other than the Canto Bite scene. Um, but I, I think it, it's a very strong movie, especially thematically. And then things kind of fall apart weirdly in, in The Rise of Skywalker for me. But, you know, like I said, like my wife actually really likes that whole trilogy and even likes that movie. And I know a lot of people, yeah, I have friends who think that The, the Rise of Skywalker is the best of that trilogy and stuff. And I'm not, not going to argue with them and take that away from them. That's their opinion. And I'm glad I'm glad for them, you know. Uh, so that's just where I come down on it. But, yeah, Star Wars... Love Star Wars, and I can't wait for the rest of Obi-Wan. I can't wait for uh, Andor and everything else coming out. 
and I'm going to continue to watch Parts of Celebration and all the news coming out of there, and we'll return to talk more about all this stuff at some point. Um, but please, if you're interested in more like of this kind of conversation where I talk with somebody else, get their opinions, uh, hear other perspectives aside from just me doing stream of conscious rambling, running out of breath, and breathing heavy for you, um, please go subscribe to the Nerd Ledger. It's anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where all the nerd stuff is talked about. And like I said, you know, we've done episodes with other people too. I always love to hear other people's perspectives and, and ideas and, and because we're all different and that's important, I think. So please check it out. And I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna wrap me up here. And like, like I was saying before in my previous episode, like two months ago, I don't even know how long ago it was. It was a long time. Uh, I do want to do more of these and, and I'm planning to do like just about anything, like I said, like anything. So I'll probably talk about music and I'll probably talk about uh, other nerd stuff. I'll probably talk about things in, in life and in maybe politics or whatever. And like, it's just me kind of talking about whatever. Like that's, that's what this is. So, you know, whatever. Check all that stuff out. Much love, guys. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Boy.